But today I wanted to share a little bit about the vision and what we need to do as people of God here. Now as we look over here, look what it says here, reaching the unreached and telling the untold of the love of God found in Jesus. Amen? Helping other, and helping believers find their place in the body of Christ. And you, you know, reaching the unreached is, is part of our vision here, to reach out with our buses, amen, and have revivals here and have men's Bible studies. You know these men's Bible studies we have down below here, we're going to have Monday. You can bring friends. People, you know people that don't know the Lord, bring them, we'll get them saved. Amen? We'll treat them good. But then there's also missions. And he said, we're to be an outreach church, reaching out to hurting people in Stone County, inviting them to church. And then when they come, we love on them. We help them find their place. We help them grow in the Lord. How many know we come into the kingdom, we're babies in the Lord? That's what it says, we're the children of God, but we're babies. Then we grow into the youthhood, and then we grow into adult maturehood, amen? We're always growing, amen? And as I taught in the one series, if we're teachable, we are reachable, amen? And we'll always be learning, won't we? And the reason that the famous great pastor John Osteen, that's in heaven now, always said this, we need to keep learning and growing because we leak. We need to keep being refreshed, don't we? You don't read the Bible once and we know it all. We, we know very little, amen? We've got to continue to grow and grow and feed on the Word, feed on the Word. And if you get into the Word and get into the Word, the Word will get in you. I'll say it again. If we get into the Word and get into the Word, the Word will get in you. Amen? Hallelujah. So the first scripture I want to give you today about the vision is very, very important. 1 Corinthians 1.10. And here's what the Apostle Paul said. Now I plead with you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you, that you speak the same thing, that there be no divisions among you, but that you, that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. So how many know that we do not want division? And that's really dividing the vision. And as a pastor, we put the vision out there, what we're called to do, but there's, over the years, there's always people come, you know, Pastor, I think you should start a food ministry. Pastor, I think you should start a dance studio or whatever. <laughs> and I always say, you know, we're doing what God called us to do. I mean, we had one time and said, I'll give you all my tithes to start a, <laughs> to start a food ministry. I said, no, no. They're, they're all over the place. Go, go to town, go down the road. There are all kinds of places you get food. But we're going to reach out to the hurting people of Stone County. We're going to build a church, amen, where we're winning souls and changing lives and building marriages, helping people grow in the Lord, amen? So we have a vision here. We surely do not want division. And that is we want people to run with the vision, amen? How many of there's plenty to do? Hallelujah. And I, I'm so thankful for all of you that serve and uh, help around the property. I know, Pete, was that you that mowed the yard this weekend? Amen. Give Pete a big hand. Amen. And uh, praise God forevermore. Rick, uh, you come over here with the tractor all the way from uh, Spokane and sprayed all the weeds out there. Come on, give him a big hand. 
and we got people that are in, in safety today around the entire property and people watching out, cleaning the house and all. There's so, so many things going on. Thank God we are a family. Amen? We're not just an organization coming and go home. We're a family. And how many know we all pray, praying for each other? The Bible says to pray one for another. So as we shared the vision there, and when the Lord called us to pioneer this church 26, five, 26 years ago, he instructed us to reach out to the lost and, and, uh, and giving believers an opportunity to, uh, you know, go on missions trips. And, you know, we, I just came back from, from Panama, and it was so amazing because I just got in that new building we had to cut down trees or over the roof. You couldn't even see the church building very good because they've been sitting vacant. It's got 10 bedrooms, nine bathrooms. And uh, I mean, it, it's, it's got a big swimming pool in the back for baptizing people, but it all needs to be cleaned and brought up to date and all that. So we went down there, took all, a whole bunch of doors off. I knew how to do that, skill saws. We, I went and bought them an orbital sander. We sanded doors and people were cleaning. And it was so much fun serving God. And then to come to the service, I, and, and I preached on uh, Thursday, but on, on uh, Tuesday, six people got saved. And then I got, walked in for the very first time on Thursday, got saved in the service. And, uh, and, and this, I, I talked about the love of God. I talked about how the whole body together, if we all do our part. How many know in a family, you say you got 10 children, mom and dad shouldn't have to do everything. Kids need to be taught to take the garbage out, take the clothes to the laundry room. They can do their share. Take the, how many know what I'm saying? And it's the same way in a church. If everybody does their part, everything goes so much better. Can I hear a little enthusiasm? Amen. Many hands make the load lighter. Amen? Now, I, I'm going to give you permission to get excited today. Shout hallelujah if you will. A few amens along the way. All right. But, you know, uh, as far as the, the, the vision he's given, it's not only, to, it, it, all, it takes all of us to run with the vision. Amen? And I believe the church family is just as responsible to run with the vision as the pastor himself. He gave us his vision, and we're doing this vision. Amen? And God is doing some great, great things. Look at what it says yeah, with me. And how many know we're making a difference in this community, in this county, we're making a difference in all the world. Guatemala, Panama, Philippines, and Vietnam, and so we're making a difference. How many know we're making a difference? Yes. Let me tell you, you know, I'm not going to ask if you gave toward me, go, but people gave toward my trip going. There's pastors that sent some money to help me. There was a lawyer that sent some money to help me, a tree cutter and all that. But listen, when we give to missions here, the people that got saved down there, you got a part of it. Amen? Because you gave toward that. You supported missions. Are you excited about people being saved? I mean, this has got to be the greatest thing in the world to see someone that doesn't know the Lord. And you get an opportunity to pray for them. And they receive Jesus. And now they're born again. They're going, going to heaven instead of hell. This has got to be the most exciting time of our life. It should be the most exciting part of time of our life to see someone born again. Amen? Habakkuk, chapter 2, verse 2 and 3 says this. And the Lord answered and said, to me, said, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets 
that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come and will not tarry. How many know that we have won as a body, we've made a difference in thousands of people's lives over these 26 years? Amen? And listen to this. Maybe you heard this story before, but I can put my communion thing down because we're done with communion now. Helen Keller once asked, what, what would be worse than being born blind? To which she replied, having sight without a vision. What a profound statement by a girl who was born into this world, deaf, dumb, and blind. Could not, she couldn't help how she came into this world, but she sure could help how she left this world. And tell me today, we can't, how we, we can't help but how we came into the world, but we sure help how we leave this world. Without a vision, people perish. How many know it's more than just accumulating a few things and going on? <laughs> we can make a difference in a lot of people's lives. Amen? About This is the story. About 350 years ago, a shipload, this could be a few years different now, but I heard this. Uh, a shipload of travelers landed on the northeast coast of America. The first year, they established a town site. The next year, they elected a town government. The third year, the town government planned to build a road five miles westward into the wilderness. In the fourth year, the people tried to impeach the town government because they thought it was a waste of public funds to build a road five miles westward into the wilderness. Who needed to go there anyways? Here were people who had a vision to see 3,000 miles across an ocean and overcome great hardships to get there but in just a few years, they were not able to see five miles out of town. They had lost their pioneering vision. With a clear vision, we can become, you know, I'll tell you what, with a clear vision of what we can become in Christ, no ocean of difficulty is too great. Without it, you know, I mean, with it, without a vision, we won't accomplish anything. There are churches today that, People have been going there for years, have never seen a person saved. How sad is that? But today, we're a church that's alive. And we got the Bible we use. <laughs> not, a, not just a bunch of, you know, theology. But we got the Word of God. And it's changing people's lives. And when a person like Pastor Joan t today prayed with people, when you receive Jesus in your heart, you're born again. The Bible says he makes you alive on the inside. We're not dead and without hope anymore. We have the life of God flowing on the inside of us. Say I'm alive. I'm alive. <laughs> Say I'm saved. I'm, saved. I'm, going to I'm going to heaven. But while I'm here, I'm going to make a difference in people's lives. Amen? Hallelujah. So, there are things... Uh, as a church that we need to pray for as we run with the vision. And I want to share some of these things that we should be praying for. And uh, first of all, Beth, uh, Ephesians 6.18. I want to go there. Ephesians 6.18. i got to stay focused because the time travels fast. Okay, Ephesians chapter 6. 
and, and talking about prayer here, listen to this, how important prayer is. It talks about taking up the whole armor of God in verse 18. It says, praying, how often? Just at prayer meetings? Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Look with me in Luke chapter 18, verse 1. Luke chapter 18. Okay, here it is. Also, Jesus told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray. Always to pray and not turn coward or faint, lose heart, and give up. When we face difficulties, we need to pray. And how many can know the scripture in 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 and 15? This is the confidence. How many want confidence? That we have in the Lord. If we ask anything according to his will, he will hear us. And grant us the petitions we desire. But like Reverend Mike said this morning, we need to release our faith. Once we pray, we believe God heard our, our, our voice. And now we lift our hands to thank God. The answer's on the way. Amen. The victory's, the victory's coming. All is well. I have received. Amen. Hallelujah. So we need to pray. And number one, we need to pray that everyone in this local church will continue to walk in love and unity. How many want to be a part of a church where people are nice? Five hands. How many would like to be a part of a church where people are nice and loving and kind and always talk good about each other? Amen? So we need to pray that this church will always walk in unity. There won't be any nasty gossip. There won't be people talking bad about each other. It should never be that way in the body of Christ. Amen? If somebody's messing up, just pray for them. Let's pray for, you keep it here, you don't have to go spread it around. Oh, somebody messed up last night, we should all pray. No, you just want to talk. We should just keep it to ourselves and pray. Amen? Pray for people that are going through struggles. Don't, don't, don't talk bad about them. So, we should pray. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 17, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is width, length, and depth, and height, to know the love of Christ who has passed this knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Amen? Ephesians chapter 4. Look in Ephesians chapter 4. Okay, Ephesians chapter 4. And look at verse, verse 1 here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the Amplified. It says, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord appeal to, and look at this. It must have th he must have thought it was so important for us because he said, I beg you. How many know? Come on. He said, I beg you to walk, lead a life worthy of the divine calling to which you have been called. With behavior that's a credit to the summons of God's service. Living as becomes you with complete lowliness of mind, humility, and meekness. How many know that's important? Humility, 
you know, but to be humble and, and caring and loving instead of prideful and arrogant. And it says, unselfishness, gentleness, mildness, with patience. How many know we need patience? Bearing with one another. <laughs> it says, bearing with one another and making allowances. How many know we're going to have to make allowances? If, you're, if you are mother and father and have a bunch of children, you will have to make allowances for your children when they mess up. You must a good place to say amen. Because you love one another. Because we love one another. Amen. Be eager and strive earnestly to guard. Look at this. This is what we should all do. Now, be eager and... How many know that people are being saved? We're supporting missions. We're going to have a baptism after the service today. Picnic and all this stuff. How many know it's important to not have strife and, 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 and all that kind of stuff going on? Because where there's strife and envy and unforgiveness, God can't, God can't bless us. Amen? So, be eager and strive earnestly to guard. Say, I'm going to do it. And keep the harmony and oneness of and produced by the Spirit and the binding power of peace. How many will work hard, amen, and walk it in love? Amen? Number two, you can write number two. We need to pray that everyone will focus on Jesus. Focus on Jesus. What are you doing? We need to focus on the Lord and give him the glory. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. says, there we all, Therefore we also, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. Let's run with endurance the race that is before us. Looking on to what? Looking on to Jesus. Is that one up there? Okay. Looking on to Jesus, the author and finish of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of God. For consider him who endures such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in our souls. We need to, praise God, stay in the word, worship the Lord, thank him every day. Amen. Keep our eye on Jesus. I mean, no, he is the author and the finisher of our faith. So looking on to Jesus, keep looking to the Lord. Titus chapter 2 verse 11 says, For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us. Listen to this. The grace of God will teach us things. Denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in, present, in this present age. Looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God, and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, zealous for good works. Aren't you glad he forgave us? Amen. And it says he redeemed us from every lawless deed and purified for his own special people. God calls us his special people, zealous. How many are zealous to do the work of the Lord? Make a difference in somebody's life. Amen? Number three. Well, we're talking about praying now. Keep, keep your eyes on Jesus. Pray that people walk in love and unity. How many know that's important? These are elementary things, yes. But we, let me tell you something right now. The love of God needs to be in our church. And unity, and we work together for everything. Amen? 
not critical and all this stuff. So number three, we pray that everyone would keep Jesus not only as their Savior, but as their Lord. Amen? I think we should have that attitude. I was in the military, and you know, when the officers would come, yes, sir. Amen? Give me a 10, Brother Olson. Yes, sir. <laughs> Amen? But I think that we need to be with that way with the Lord. If the Lord says, I want you to forgive, yes, yes, God, yes, yes, Father, amen, I'm going to do it. We should be that respectful and focus on him and give him glory. And uh, in, uh, okay, Luke chapter 6, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good, and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil, for out of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaks. And verse 46 said, but why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things which I say? And here's our scripture. Uh, did you use that, John 14? <laughs> if you love me, keep my commandments. How many love the Lord? <laughs> Raise your hand. You love the Lord? Well, then let's just do what Jesus said. Pretty simple, amen? And that gives glory to God. He is our Lord, not just Savior. He's our Lord. Whatever the Lord says goes. In Matthew chapter 16, verse 24, Jesus, then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to be my disciple, let him deny himself. This is the Amplified Bible in Matthew 16, 24. Disregard, lose sight of, and forget himself and his own interest. And take up the cross and follow me. Cleave steadfastly to me, conform wholly to my example in living, and if need be, in dying also. Say, I want to live though. <laughs> but you know something? What was the Tony Cook said? There, did you realize how important we're, the uh, day we're living in right now? These are evil days. And around the world, the voice of martyrs, the, around the world, Tony Cook said, John, how many, how many is it per year? 3,000? Yeah, in 2019, I think three, there were in 2019, over 3,000 people were martyred for the gospel. They refused to reject. They'll give you a chance to reject Jesus, but they won't do it. How many know that we got it pretty easy here in the United States? But there are people that are laying their life down around the world. Amen? So, hallelujah. Let's, let's keep running our race. Number four, pray. When we talk about praying one for another, pray that nobody will become weary in well-doing. Come on, let's keep the joy. What do you say? Yeah. Amen? You know, you could, anything could become boring if you let it. I mean, you go to work every day, whatever, go to work, come on home. No, go to work expecting to lead somebody to the Lord. Bring some tracks along. Amen? You do extra work and have a good attitude and respect your boss, you'll probably get a raise and a bonus. Amen? Do whatever we do with passion and joy and be zealous for the things of God. Amen? Galatians 6, 9, and 10, it says, let's not lose heart. Come on, let's not do it. And grow weary and faint in acting nobly and doing right. For in due time and at the appointed season, we shall reap if we don't loosen and relax our courage and faint. So then, listen to this, say that, so then. 
And as occasion and opportunity open up us, let us do good. Come on, let, how about that we, as, as a vision, let's just do good. What do you say? Amen. Let's just do good because people's lives are at stake. And it says, morally to all people, not only being useful or profitable, but also doing what's for their spiritual good and advantage. Be mindful to be a blessing especially to those who are the household of faith, those who belong to God's family with the believers. So now we're supposed to pray for one another, do what's good for people's spiritual life. Amen? And 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 11, For we hear that some of you walk, uh, who walk among you in a disorderly manner, not working at all, but are busybodies. Say, I would never want to be a busybody. <laughs> Amen. Well, how about we're supposed to mind our own business and pray for each other? Amen. <laughs> now, those who are such are commanded and exhort, uh, and, and exhort through our Lord Jesus that they work in quietness and eat their own bread. But as for you, brethren, do not grow weary, because we're talking about not becoming weary. Amen. Don't become weary, brother. We need you around here. Amen. And, uh, you know, I said, don't become weary, but as for you, brethren, do not grow weary in doing good. Now listen to this. One way to test if you're growing weary is to evaluate your own walk with the Lord. Are you worshiping, you know, as much as you used to? Are you reading your Bible as much as you used to, you know? Are you coming to church on a regular? You know, we need to keep that joy is what I'm saying. So we have to ask ourselves, am I as excited today as I was a year ago? Amen? How many of us okay to do that? Like when we receive communion, you know, if we've let ourselves slip a little bit, you know, uh, and we're not as excited about these things, we need to ask God to forgive us. Because we, we need to be passionate and zealous for what we do do. Amen? All right, number five. Number five. We just got a few more. So we're praying for people not to become weary, right? And we need to pray... That everyone would be a good influence on the, on, the, on the rest of the body of Christ. Amen. Galatians 5, 7 says, you ran well. You ran well. Come on, you're doing good. But who's hindered you from obeying the truth? You know, when we're on track for God and running with the vision, we can't allow other people to hinder us. You know, maybe somebody quit or they don't do this anymore. Well, that, you don't have to do that. You just stay strong. You just keep coming to church. You read your Bible. You stay excited. You pass off track. You know, uh, how many, there's always people out there that they don't want to do nothing. But you influence them instead. You say, no, man, I'm, I'm going to support my church, man. I love going to church. I love the men's fellowship, women's fellowship, and all that. Amen? Hallelujah. So Galatians 5, 7 in the Amplified says, you were running the race nobly. Who has interfered in hindering and stopping you from your heeding and following the truth. So we should be a person that encourages others to run the race. Amen? Hebrews 10.24, Amplified says, And let us consider and give attentive, continuous care to watching over one another. In other words, if you you got friends in the church and you sense they're going through something, pray for them. Pray for them. Maybe even... In, Text them and say, hey, how are you doing? You know, would you like to have some coffee? I just want you to know I love you and appreciate you. How many would receive that if you were going through a trial in your life? When people are going through things, we should care about them. We should pray for them, encourage them. Number six, uh, we, this is important. Pray uh, that any wrong words 
would have no power over our church or the family here. Amen? And, and you know, pray for us as pastors. Pray for us as pastors. You wouldn't believe what some pastors go through sometimes. People lie about them. They tell stories about them, you know. And, uh, I mean, this just happened to a major minister. He had a, a, a member of church, been a pastor of a great church, and, and there was a member of the church somehow, they didn't know about it, but a husband, a wife, and evidently the, the man got into, Pastor Joan, do you remember what that was? Uh, and and they're doing things wrong with kids, whatever it's called. And uh, so the, when they found out, they immediately dealt with it, okay, and, 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 and got the guy, I don't know, he got help or whatever, but somehow... Uh, uh, the pastor got together and talked to the regular members on a special night and said, we, we, this man's made a mistake. He, we sent him to get help, but now we don't want to talk bad about this person. We don't want to spread this around our community. Somebody right in the group went out and spread it all over the community. And now, now they started talking bad about the pastor of the church. He had nothing to do with it. But see, wrong words, people that got wrong hearts. So here's what we need to do. You know, it says, death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will it. But people in the world speak evil about churches and preachers, but we should always pray, pray and speak well about our church and our community. Amen? Speak well about each other. And, uh, you know, because if we're all staying, and, and it says, look at this, Isaiah 54, 17. This is so good. And this is what we need to do when we sense attacks or when people are being critical. It says here in verse 17, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Amen. We cast down words that are being spoken. Let's speak well about each other. And if you hear something, say, that's not true. That's not true. Our church is a good church. Our pastor is a good pastor. The leaders in our church are good people. Amen. That's just not true. You shouldn't speak like that. Amen. And it says, every tongue which rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. So we, we cast those words down. They will not prosper. Amen. No weapon formed against this church or any members will prosper in the name of Jesus. Amen. Uh, remember, we're not warring or praying against people. We're praying for them. Amen. We don't pray bad things happen to people that are evil. We pray that they'll come to know the Lord. We pray that somebody will be able to minister to them. They'll come to their senses. Amen. But we don't curse them. We, we don't do that kind of stuff. You know, life is in the power of the tongue. We speak life over people. And if you're, even, even your children or your grandkids or whatever, if they're not doing right, just speak the word over them. That Lord, I pray that labors will come across our path, that their hearts will be open to the glorious gospel. Their mind is being renewed. Amen. And devil, you take your hand off of them. <clears throat> Ephesians uh, chapter 6, verse 12, talks about praying for people. We're going to just go right into number 7 and close on this, okay? And that is this, stay in faith. Pray that all believers will stay in faith. Amen? Not, you know, sometimes people pray and things don't go their way and they give up. Don't do that. Don't begin doubting. God loves you. Amen. But what we need to know is we've got to stay in faith. And walk in love. Pray for each other. And through faith and what? Patience. That's where people sometimes, may, they, they think it's got to happen right now. Give God some time. You just stay in faith. Well, I prayed for well, Just stay in faith. Yes. I, I'm standing in faith for him. Well, just keep standing. It's, it actually says doing all you can to stand and then stand. Right? right? 
Just keep doing what all you know. Just do what's right. Keep walking in love. Stay in faith. Just thank God it's on the way. It's on the way. God's working. He's working. It's in his timetable, but he's working. All things work together for good to those that love God. They're called according to his purpose. Just keep on moving on. Keep loving. Keep forgiving. Keep standing. Hallelujah. Stay in faith. 2 Thessalonians 1, verse 2 through 4. It says, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We, we are bound to thank God always for your brethren, as it's fitting, because your faith grows exceedingly. How many know our faith should be growing? You've got to feed your faith, feed your faith, amen? And it'll keep growing. And then, listen, there's one thing, you hear the word, you read the word, you do your devotion, but then say, I'll take that, it's mine, I have it now. It's a promise in the word of God. All the promises of God are yes and amen to them that believe. That promise, praise God, I believe that. I receive it. It's mine. I have it now. God's healing power is working in me. Come on, say it. God's healing power is working in me, perfecting a healing and a cure. I'm thanking God for health in my body every day, every day. And you can do that with all the promises, whether it's strength or whatever you do, but hold fast. It says your faith grows. It says my faith is growing. <laughs> Come on, your faith is growing. We're feeding it. And the love of each one of you abounds toward each other. Everybody say the love of God is abounding. So that we ourselves, most of you among the churches of God, for your patience and faith and all your persecutions and tribulations that you endure. Just remember that Jesus said we're going to have tribulation. But he didn't say to get sad and lonely and in despair, did he? He did, in all, it says in John 15, uh, 16, 33, in this world you love tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. And he could add on to that and say, because I've given you faith, man, and with God all things are possible. Hallelujah. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. <laughs> so we just got to keep moving on. Be doers of the word of God. Be doers of his will. Walk in love. Uh, 2 Corinthians 5 and 7 says, we walk by faith, not by sight. How many know we cannot go by how we feel? Hmm? I mean, if we went by how we feel, a lot of people wouldn't get up and go to work. Wash the dishes. Let the dog out. Clean off dog poof. I mean, they, would, they just let it sit. I mean, it'd become like a minefield. I, we have to, I have to pick up, pick up that stuff every day. <laughs> All right. Amplified says, for we walk by faith. Amen. And I like this scripture. We'll close with it. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 57. There's others, but we're going to close with this. But thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Who gives us the victory. Yes. Jonah, you like this one. I know you. Gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. It says, thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, here's some good words for all of us. Be steadfast. Look at the one next to you. Say, come on. Let's be steadfast. Immovable. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. Knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. I went down to Panama, sweat. Took off doors in a hot sun, and, and I enjoyed every minute of it. I was able to use my gifts and talents and get all those doors back on. They were hanging, and they weren't, right? I got them all fixed. I mean, I'm not giving me 
me, 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 me. I'm just saying I was able to do that. And we had a great time. And the church building was better when we left. A guy that came with us from up, up in Bridget Church bought a 400 they didn't have no ladder, bought a $400 ladder because we had to be high enough, a 28 feet ladder just to get up on the roof. But everybody worked together. It was amazing. And they're all excited. Uh, Reggie wants to get some guys together, and I want to get some guys together from this church. And uh, you don't have to, I don't have to go with you. you. Two or three of you can go down and run a work team. Reggie said, hey, tell us when you're going. We might go together. Because there's work to be done down there. Amen? But it's exciting. Amen? Listen to this. The courage of vision is to say, as for me and my house, we will show the Lord. The courage of vision is to say, if God before us, who can be against us? The courage of vision is to say the trials of this life are not worthy to be compared to the glory of the next life. And I, the courage of vision is to say I can do all things through Christ who think, strengthens me. And here's my, one of my favorite. The courage of vision is to say I'll never quit. I'll never quit. Come on. Quit? Are you kidding me? Why would we quit? We don't want to go backwards, man. We're children of the light. We're supposed to be zealous. We're supposed to be excited about what Jesus did for us. Amen? It took me 25 years, but I got saved at 25 years old. I, I wish I would have got saved at 10, but I got saved at 25. But now I'm giving God all my energies and joy. Amen? And I'm, the, I'm, I'm a joyful, excited Christian. Because I have vision. I'm helping make a difference in people's lives. I can, I can tell people God loves them. I can help them if I can help in any way. I can encourage people. And you can too. Let's do it together. So when someone walks in that door for the very first time, now vision now, is they come in there, man, we should forget about what we're doing and go say, hi, my name is Pastor Dan, or my name is George, or your name is Sarah, and say, good, good to have you with us. We've got this couple right here that Mike Smith went over and picked you. I guess you were here Wednesday. Yeah. Look at these wonderful people. Look at these wonderful people. I hope you. you. I hope you feel like we care. Okay, we do. And they're here today because I, I called Brother Mike and said, someone needs to pick this couple up. I mean, I, I'd do it, but I need to, you know, be ready for church and all that. He said, no, Pastor, I'll do it. I'll pick them up. But what I'm saying is, if, just think about this. If we, we're a family and we're close, we care about each other, we want to protect each other, I want to speak well about you. And, and, and when people come in and find a church where people really care, it can change their lives. And then we demonstrate that we do care. Amen? Let's... Let's stand up. Hallelujah. My wife says I could preach probably until about this time. <laughs> Hallelujah. We did pretty good for communion and everything. We're getting out pretty good early here. All right. Did you get something out of this? Yes. How about over here? Who got something out of this? All right. Well, you think, I, yes. Never going to quit. Never, Never going to quit. quit. I like that. How about over here? Get something out of this? There's always things to pray for. So when you don't, Jesus said, don't faint, he says, pray. Pray to the Father and ask him to help somebody and he will. Amen. 
A fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman avail, avails much. It's dynamic when we pray and ask the Father. But when someone comes in, let's make them feel welcome. Amen. Befriend them. You know, someone shouldn't just come in and sit there for a few weeks. Nobody's, that, that would be sad. Make sure you say hi to people. Be friendly. And I know you do. Say, so yeah, I mean, you're the best human. Let your light shine. <laughs> Thank God for the light. Amen. All right, let's lift our hand. Thank the Lord today. Hallelujah. This is the day the Lord hath made. Come on. And we will rejoice and be glad in it. In everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you and I. Now, Father, I pray right now angelic protection on everyone traveling today. I thank you that favor surrounds them as a shield. And Father, I call every one of you strong in the Lord and the power of his might. And Father, all of us, we're saying, Lord, we, we want to continue to look to you. We want to walk by faith, not by how we feel. We're going to run our race with joy. And we're going to be zealous for good works. And Lord, we thank you that you are, come on, you are the strength of our lives. Thank you for all your promises that are yes and amen. You've redeemed our life from destruction. You've healed our bodies. You've forgiven us of all of our sins. You love us with this everlasting love. Come on. Lord, we thank you and praise you. Glory be to God. Thank you, Father. I pray that everyone will be strong and run their race. And they'll not become weary. We're going to stick with the word. We're going to be doers, active doers of the word. We're going, to, we're going to let our light shine. We're going to tell people about how good God has been to us. We're going to share our testimony and pass our tracts and invite people to church. Help the poor. Encourage people. Thank you, Father, that you've given every one of us this wonderful love. Thank you, Father, for giving us this new life, the gift of God. We're so thankful. Hallelujah. I pray blessings and angelic protection for everyone. In Psalm 91, blessings this week in the name of the Lord Jesus.